Hey everybody, this is Grace. You know me from my YouTube channel, most likely, if you found this obscure podcast, but here I am in podcast form. Um, I have to admit, I'm quite a bit nervous about shooting a podcast because I'm not like that conversational of a person. I like to keep things like really short and sweet, but I do understand that, you know, from being a podcast listener, that podcasts are a lot more conversational than YouTube videos are. You know, my YouTube videos, I typically like go on a full tangent about a topic and then go back and cut and paste and choose like the highlights of what I was saying and use those for footage. But here in podcast, I'm kind of going to try to be a lot more conversational. So the general idea of my podcast channel is to kind of syndicate the content that I have on YouTube because sometimes you guys will tweet me or Facebook me or email me or Instagram to let me know that although you love my videos, you're not always able to watch them and so you kind of fall behind because you're on the go, you know, maybe you're juggling school and work or maybe you just don't have the time period and so you want to be able to catch it in audio form while on the go. So a lot of the content here will just be stripped down audio straight from my YouTube channel. I use this app called Anchor, which has been absolutely amazing. If you're ever interested in starting your own podcast, I would recommend it. Like it just gets the job done real quick and easy. You don't have to worry about the whole RR, no, what is it, RSS feed and all of that. So again, I'm really nervous to be having a podcast. I think this is more nerve wracking than YouTubing, to be honest, but here goes nothing. Um, in case you're interested in knowing where I'm getting my inspiration for how to conduct this podcast channel. It mainly comes from two podcasts. I literally only listen to one podcast and that is the Monday Morning Podcast by a comedian by the name of Bill Burr. I absolutely love it. I've been hooked on it for nearly two years now and I've just always, always loved it. And then there's another podcast that I listen to like sporadically, I would say that was actually introduced to me by a former coworker of mine. It's really funny. It's called Two Dope Queens, and it's two black comedians, Jessica Williams, I believe it is, and I forgot who the other woman was, but they actually do have an HBO special airing tonight that I will be catching, which reminds me. So yeah, a former colleague of mine, I was like the only black person who worked at this office, okay? And so literally everyone would feel the need to tell me anytime they heard of something black. So like I'd have a coworker come up to me one day. He was like, Grace, I just want to let you know that I've been listening to this podcast. It's these two fantastic black women. I think you'd love it. They literally, I think they made it a sport to make me as uncomfortable as possible at times, but it's all love. It's all love, you guys. So whenever I jump into this podcast and actually talk to you guys raw and don't pull it from my YouTube, it's mainly going to be like just a general, like kind of like an audio diary. If that's something that you're interested in, you know, about what it's like having a YouTube channel, um, juggling that with, you know, your career, your home life, your friend life, your dating life, all of that, because, you know, it truly is time consuming. It's about 5.30 p.m. and I still have not cleaned my home. I have not cooked a single meal. And that is because, you know, now that I have a dog as well that I've been fostering, I don't have time. You know, we got up at 8.30 in the morning. His name is Jake, by the way. He took me for a walk. Then we got back home. We watched, um, what is that show? Love After Lockup. 
all three episodes. We just binged them, the ones that we were missing out on. Episodes one, two, and four, and then started taking notes on episode four. Shot the video. Shooting um, a recap video takes quite a bit of time. It's about, you know, I would say almost an hour, 45 minutes to an hour to shoot. And then you go back and you edit. And editing is another, you know, one hour to one hour and a half or so, you know, for me, especially on Love After Lockup, because I, you know, it's a new show for me. I have a certain recipe, if you will, when it comes to Teen Mom and stuff like that, but this is still a new show. I don't have everyone's names memorized and like I'm bootlegging the hell out of it, you know, so I don't always have the greatest quality footage. I have to go back. Um, captions aren't as well put together as Teen Mom ones, you know, in the images because when it comes to Teen Mom, I'm using, you know, MTV.ca. So it's a lot easier in that respect. Um, and then rendering is another 30 minutes or so uploading you have to go title do a description you have to tag it um you have to create a thumbnail all of that like it it's quite a process for a 15 minute video clip that you see it is uh, <laughs> a long time to get that together it's like two three four hours um and speaking of editing you know i actually was on the hunt for an editor and i had the most discouraging experience of all freaking time you know and let me just preface this by saying before i had a youtube channel i was a successful blogger like i blogged full-time for a couple of years and i wanted to expand into video but i was kind of dumb back then like i had no clue about youtube like i knew of it but i didn't really understand the magnitude and the reach of it and so i would create videos and host them on like a completely like you know completely different website owned by myself. So I was just using third party video software, uploading it to different things. I never even upload through YouTube. It was so weird. But anyway, when I was doing videos, I had um, an editor that I worked with one time and she seemed pretty great. Like, you know, I just told her what my vision was and just to put it together and she did it pretty well. Like I remember her being a little bit like not, quick-witted I guess I would say or like sharp or on the ball or anything like that and I'm not talking about sharp as an intelligent just like I do you know what it means like when you work with someone who's just like hungry and passionate and just goes out of their way to get shit done she wasn't exactly that and I don't think that that makes someone a bad worker or anything like that it was just that she seemed like really laid back and mellow which is something that kind of clashes with me on a professional level but like at that point at that time it kind of worked and I don't know if that was because of a lack of options or time or what it, or what have you but anyway um I completely forgot what it was like working with her and so I was thinking of hiring an editor to help me with my videos to free up time because I'm losing out on time cleaning my house cooking properly you know sometimes i'm not able to hang out with friends or go out on dates or this that or the other or visit my family because i am so bogged down and backed up on videos and things like that so i reached out to her i was like hey girl i need help coming up with like you know video editing because i just do not have the time and i'm slacking on putting out videos and i feel like really disappointing to people who follow my channel can you help me so she's like yeah sure and so she comes over to my home when was this i believe this was on the thursday she came over 11 in the morning okay and so i had already shot my first two clips by that point but I needed to finish a third clip, you know, um, having a dog, you know, Jake had to take me for my morning walk. So I ran behind on time a little bit. And so 
what we did was when she got here, I showed her a layout of my last episode recap and what it looked like on iMovie and asked her to kind of replicate it. Just cut and screw. This is what this looks like. Layer it this way. And like, you know, she actually graduated from a video editing program and everything. So I figured that all was good. You remember, I also worked from her, with her in the past. And so everything was good. Except this time, I do not know what happened. But what was supposed to be a like one and a half, two, three hour top job turned into a nearly five hour job. That first ever recap you guys saw, no, that last recap, I should say, sorry, that you guys saw of me, I think it was the 10th. Let me look it up on my channel just to be really sure. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to say. Like literally before she came here, I was like, okay, we're just going to get this done quite quickly. Like this is not going to be a problem. But I I don't even want to get into that too, too much. Yeah, three days ago, it was teen, the one that says Caitlin announces her miscarriage, episode 10 recap. That was one of the most miserable days ever because we were supposed to shoot that, edit that, and then I was supposed to have like three other videos edited on my own by four o'clock. Literally, by four o'clock, we were just wrapping up that one video because she just was not intuitive at all about editing. Like anytime I would give her a cue, I always had visual cues whenever I shoot my videos to let myself know when to layer images. I showed her what they looked like and she just could never follow them. They always missed the mark. And I was like, how many times can you miss a cue before you have the sense to go back and be like, hey, listen, I... I just don't know what you're giving me to choose for. Can you clarify? So I stopped missing them, you know, as, as they might be. And, you know, I just never got that from her. And so literally, and I was paying her out of my pocket to do this, like, you know. And, like, at the end of the day, like, the price that I got for all of that was absolute BS. I'm, there's no way I'm going to that money back. You know, and I was paying her absolutely out of pocket. And you don't even want to know how much it costs to get, like, that half-ass job. Literally five hours, 11 to about 5 o'clock to shoot, to complete editing that one 15-minute video that you guys saw last week. And it's just so discouraging because I do want to put out more content and everything. But I need help on the editing front in order to do that. Otherwise, my work will suffer. My relationships will as well. So it's something that I'm kind of trying to figure out how to balance right now before we jump back into it. I do have another editor in mind. I have worked with him for many more years. It's just he's been ultra busy lately, but when he frees up, I'm hoping to be able to work alongside him and, you know, finally realize my goal of, you know, putting out more content more consistently. Um, I do have to admit, though, that sometimes when I take a hiatus, if you notice, it's typically after I go on a hardcore binge, meaning I release like three or four videos in a day, and then I take like quite a hiatus. Like sometimes it's because of work, other times it's because, you know, of being an introvert and being exhausted and drained by the amount of speaking that you do, um, you know, both in video, then in comments, and across social media. It's, it's a lot for me, and it's overwhelming at times, and I do want to just, you know, mind my own business and just be quiet sometimes. So it is a mixture of the both, and I am trying to work on it from both fronts. Now, quite a few of you guys have been seeing Jake in my latest videos. Again, Jake is that little, 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 little sweet doggy that I'm fostering until he finds a forever home. A little bit of a background on my Jakey Jake. He is about five to seven years old. He's a mix of a Beagle and a Jack Russell Terrier. He was actually found um, out way out in the country wandering around. Um, they think he was abandoned, but just like interacting with him and having him in my home, I don't think that was the case. I honestly feel like he kind of just might have gotten lost and his owners, maybe they didn't microchip him, maybe they didn't have a tag on him with a name or a phone number, but I think that's what it is because he's really easygoing, very well home trained, so sweet, so gentle, so kind. So I don't think he's like a wild animal raised by wolves or anything. Um, it has been absolutely great fostering, but it's nowhere near 
what I expected it to be because on the websites of all these foster places, they're like, you don't need to buy a single thing. When you foster with us, we give you everything you need for your dog. But no, literally within the first 48 hours of having Jake, I spent well over a hundred bucks. Like he didn't have a coat, he didn't have booties, he didn't have treats, he didn't have toys. He didn't have a harness for his walks like he is a very big puller like that's why I say he takes me for walks like I'm being literal he drags me down the streets even though he's like 15 pounds tops um, there was none of that you know and I couldn't have him on a collar because it choked him like he would literally choke himself because he doesn't know how to relax and go for a leisurely stroll it's it's funny he's he's a bit of an aggressive boy but I absolutely adore him and I'm enjoying the time that I have with him now on to the reality television front you guys as you know i just got into this show called love after lockup because of you guys you've been telling me to check it out and i am absolutely hooked so far i'm loving it more than teen mom which honestly isn't that big of a feat i've been tiring of teen mom lately because it's literally the same storylines the past five years no one really does anything the one person who does is still miserable to watch and you know i'm talking about farah so you know it's been quite a challenge to kind of enjoy watching that and so i'm happy to have this new show to enjoy as well so going back and watching episodes one and two if you recall from my first ever recap of love after lockup i jumped right into it at episode three and didn't watch the first two i couldn't find them and so at your prompting, I went back and found episodes one and two, and it really changed my perspective on a lot. I thought Andrea was a virgin with no kids because of the way she spoke about her relationship with Lamar and all of her reservations, but it turns out she's got three kids, and she was previously married as well. Um, just going back and seeing really, really, really how immature she is is insane. Like, the you know, it's one thing for someone to be bringing a criminal who just spent nearly two decades behind bars for a pretty violent offense, you know? What was it, burglary with a deadly weapon? Um, it's one thing for you to want to bring that home to yourself, but like, you know, as a mother, it's just so crazy to think that that's something she feels is acceptable for her children, given that she hasn't even really met the guy yet until he gets out of jail. And by that point, she already bought him a car, um, she was already committed to bringing home home to her children. And then she had these really crazy friends. The one who was like, oh, I always wanted a black friend. I She had the most punchable face in the whole entire world. And you can just tell she thinks she's above Andrea, even without this whole convict guy being in the picture. People like that just gross me out. And unfortunately, it is a pretty com common way of speaking when you don't you know live amongst people of color um i don't know if you guys remember from my video about myself i grew up way out in the country in the boonies and i've been almost always used to being like the only black girl in school or in a workplace or stuff like that so i am very familiar with people like that woman and it just makes me cringe how absolutely stupid and ignorant she is but that's what Andrea chooses to surround herself with so her problem not mine another thing that was really surprising to me was the amount of money that Ella made like she had a whole apartment sitting around for five six years that she could afford to just leave empty and vacant and have her parents maintain I was really impressed with how much money she was truly making and it just makes her fall from grace all the more devastating to witness honestly because her photos were beautiful and she looked like such a healthy vibrant um delightful woman and like I said in um 
in my initial recap video as well her parents seem like really beautiful kind sweet people as well so it's sad it's sad and there is a spoiler alert that i don't really want to get into on this podcast i'm probably gonna have to do it on the youtube channel but let, let me just leave it there i don't even want to give a hint or anything like that and so i'm a little bit awkward here i don't have my segues all the way together but let's kind of jump into what's been going on in the teen mom world um we don't want to leave them behind given that that's where most of you know me from anyway so of course we do have to talk about our teen mom friends so first on the docket here we see that there's been a little bit of a preview released for the upcoming season of marriage boot camp reality star family edition it's actually um debuting next month featuring amber portwood her mother tanya and her ex-fiance matt bear as well i'm a little disappointed that this is only coming out like now you know after us knowing everything that goes on between the two of them but whatever i think i'll try to watch a couple of episodes maybe it depends on how good it is if it's kind of like meh i will probably just recap it here on the podcast because it's a lot easier for me but if it's really riveting or anything like that it'll probably live on my youtube channel we'll kind of have to wait and see how the first couple of episodes play out prior to deciding that i do have to wonder though uh, guys do you think that amber's new bae andrew is going to show up in the background like stalking her at all or sneaking into her room or anything like that um i don't know like what is worth watching in this that we haven't already seen i mean we've seen amber yell at matt curse him out call him a dirty old man all this stuff so what is going to come out that we haven't already seen either in the blogs the vlogs or on teen mom i'm gonna wait and watch and see and hopefully we do get something there isn't really that much of a trailer that dropped there's only a little clip where amber cries to matt that she tried to give him a family and matt responds by saying he didn't want that family which is very sad when you realize that amber's got a very young daughter who already is probably suffering from mommy issues because she's got a deadbeat mom and so now to later hear this that this guy didn't want her either even though Honestly, it's just, it's really sad. Now, a few videos ago, I mentioned how Brianna and Kale got into a massive Twitter fight over Kale's podcast where she and Javi discussed Brianna, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out that the two of them are still at it. Um, Brianna recently went on an IG Live meltdown where she really dragged Kale and this, that, and the other. And Kale went on Twitter and posted a bunch of tweets from her um, followers saying, why is Brianna the one saying that you need to keep her name out of your mouth when she's the one on IG Live ranting about you? So Kale tweeted a screenshot of all that like her followers were saying, and Brianna was like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. You play the victim. I told you on the phone if you mention my name or my kids ever again, there's going to be a problem. And you didn't listen. Not my fault. Kale responded by saying, okay, hypocrite. Yeah, mention my name, my kids, my parents, etc." It's only okay when you do it. What's the problem, Brianna? You can't even get out of bed. I wonder what that was in reference to. But anyway, Brianna responded by saying, yeah, question mark, yes, too many names. I have not talked about you, but the moment you wanted to use my name for listeners is when everything went downhill. So like I said, own your shit, girl. And she also tweeted, you act like you can talk about me when I say something about it you run to mtv and cry to them and tell them i'm being mean let the hurt go ma and i can get out of bed by the way now um 
Again, like the last time Janelle jumped in and said that she would be there to back up Brianna if she ever rolled up on Kale at a reunion. And of course, Janelle was here this time as well and she called Kale an attention seeker, which is quite ironic considering Janelle is jumping into a conversation yet again that literally has nothing to do with her. You guys, do you think that they're going to bring the same kind of energy to the Teen Mom 2 reunion or is it just to get us talking about them? I personally think it is the latter because these reunions are always boring as SHIT and there were lots of claims that a lot of fights broke out at the reunion and at the New Year's special, but nothing happened. So again, I think this is just another case of them trying to get some attention for themselves and they're probably both in on it. This is almost like that time when Amber called Kim Kardashian a whore, uh, dragged the whole family, and then a couple of weeks later they posted a selfie together. Even um, Black China and Kylie did the same thing when they were going at each other. Then a couple of weeks later, here they are posting selfies, laughing at everyone who paid way too much attention and made them way too much money. Now, in our final story in the Teen Mom world, um, Brianna went back to see Dr. Miami in where else? Miami, of course, she went back. I think she was going to get her booty deflated. She wanted to get um, a breast lift and a tummy tuck or something. I don't even think her daughter's one years old yet, you know, and it's really scary that she wants to go through all of this with her child so young. Remember her co-star Kale actually backed out of going back to Dr. Miami. And I think it was probably going to be at the same time as Brianna yet again, uh, because she was scared of, you know, what might happen. And Again, they've got young children. They really shouldn't be playing around like this. Seven months post-birth, you should probably just be focused on your diet and exercise. Anyway, um, her on and off again boyfriend, Javi, who I thought she was off with after the last Twitter meltdown, actually went down to Miami to be her support system in recovery. And things seemed like they kind of hit the fan. And for some reason, Kale knew about it before Brianna even went online and told people but once Kale kind of knew about what happened she tweeted "Ooh, I got some tea for y'all tagged Javi said everything comes full circle the funny thing is I keep my mouth shut long enough and every time I do the truth comes out just before I want to open my mouth I'll wait for the cameras to spill the tea at Javi and um uh, a follower tweeted her and said, just like I said, overhyped for nothing. And people were in the comments dry heaving. They they were way too excited. And I'm like, no, it's too good to be true because Kale didn't end up spilling any tea that night. Kale responded by saying, oh no, I'm spilling. Just waiting for the camera so I could spill on TV and Twitter at the same time. Well, it turned out that Brianna actually hopped her ass on to Instagram Live to go on a little bit of a meltdown and reveal that Javi had gotten really upset with her and left her in um, Miami when her baby daddy, Devon, actually rolled up on her, you know, in recovery. Javi kind of felt like he was being disrespected, one could only assume. And um, Brianna doesn't really understand where his anger is coming from because from her perspective, she didn't even know Devon was going to come down. She and Devon had this agreement where Devon was going to go and kind of step up a lot more with uh, Nova, probably from the comfort of her mom's, you know, apartment living room. And then the mom somehow decided to surprise her by bringing Devon down to, and all of the family down to um, Miami. It was, it's just so weird. Her, her in that condition is nothing for Nova to be seeing. She can't even really handle her daughter under those conditions either. And she hates Devon. So I don't understand why, Roxanne would think that that was even a good idea at all. And 
I just, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get it at all what was going on over there. In her Instagram live, Brianna claimed that her and Javi had decided to kind of put things behind them and work on getting back together. But Javi took to the internet to say, you know what, you guys, no one scared me out of Miami. I didn't run away because of anybody. I actually removed myself from that mess. My parents worked their ass off to raise me right, so I'll be damned if I stoop down to that level. Hashtag peace out Miami. People continued tweeting Kale asking where her tea was and she responded by saying, everyone's asking me where the tea is at, but Javi's been through enough, so I'm not gonna put him through more SHIT. A user responded by saying, then don't say you have tea to spill. And she's like, it's not that effing deep. You guys, how disgusting is it that all of these people involved are parents? Like they are so damn immature and stupid and like, straight up dumb honestly like these people are all freaking ridiculous it's a big reason why i have a difficult time like even continuing sometimes to make videos about them because i'm flabbergasted at how stupid these people are and i honestly feel so bad for their children that this is what they have to look up to like all of these people like just no responsible people whatsoever like Kale being on Twitter like, oh, I want to spill tea. Oh, he's been through enough, so I'm not going to spill the tea. I want to spill it on TV. This, It's like, that is the father of your freaking child, you idiot. Like, this is not cute. It's not funny. You look like a fool. Javi being over there in Miami with a girl he's dated all of, like, freaking four months or something like that, knowing that he can't even live in Florida with her. She can't even live out in Dover with him. It's a dead-end relationship going nowhere is ridiculous. And Brianna just herself... And her entire family are ridiculous, including that baby daddy of hers. Just, it's pathetic. Sometimes it's like, I don't even want to look at these people. They're so pathetic. But you guys, that is a recap of all of the teen mom drama, in addition to some other information about, you know, just general podcasting, vlogging life. And that kind of concludes my first ever podcast. And again, anything you want to talk about, whether it's about a reality show or you just want to like ask me a question or like have me discuss something or anything like that, please feel free to shoot me an email. I prefer an email form so it's a lot easier for me to categorize. Um, my email address is graceisunknown at gmail.com and we'll chat. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning into my podcast and I hope to make many more for you. That's all for now and I hope you have an amazing weekend.